Hello and welcome once again to the Hey Coach podcast. This is Eric Reyes and this is the podcast that takes a look at business concepts taken from coaching and the athletic sidelines. Thanks again for tuning in. Before I start, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. It definitely helps other people find the show. Today I want to talk about leadership, but I want to take it from a different avenue. You know, most of the time when we talk about leadership, we talk about the aspects of leadership, what it takes to be a leader. I want to do it by an example. So I want to talk to you about the varsity coach that I coached under, Coach Mike Lynch. And the reason I want to do this is because I believe that how he ran the program is textbook of what leadership looks like. Now, if we look at wins and losses, okay, He's always had a winning season. Did he go undefeated? No. I don't think that proves what kind of leader you are. I think how you build a program, the culture, communication, integrity, accountability, vision, and so many other aspects, that to me is what leadership is. You know, outcomes can't tell you what kind of leader a person is. I mean, those things are out of your control. You can play your most perfect game and still lose. So outcome is not what leadership is about. It's putting in the work and doing the things that needs to be done to put people into a position to win. So just as a backstory... Before he hired me and before he hired his whole staff, he had an idea of the offense that he wanted to run and what it looked like. So what did he do? He went out and found the playbook of the offense that he wanted to run. And he studied that offense. Then he went and hired his staff. So he put together a diverse group of coaches that were passionate for the game and taught correctly. You know, so hiring was the major component. Getting the staff, which worked together, helping coach together. And when I was brought in, I went through the interview process with him. And when I was hired, he incorporated me within the coaching community and the coaching staff. I wasn't just the, at the time, the modified coach, which was a 6th and 7th grade coach. I was incorporated into the JV program and the varsity program. We all worked together. Another thing he did was he had us go out socially, which helped build that bond with the staff. He presented the coaching staff to the team as a united front. And even though I was the modified coach and an assistant coach, he demanded that the team gave me the same respect as all the varsity assistant coaches. And speaking of getting everyone together socially, he also not only tried to get the coaching staff together and build a bond, also building a bond with the players and the coaches, but he also built a larger bond. He built a culture throughout the school. He had 
social activities with the cheerleading staff. So the cheerleaders and the players would go out and the coaching staff of both football and cheerleaders, we went out socially and he had a big bowling event, which it built this bond between the two. He also had students that had nothing to do with football. He incorporated some of those. He had some students come in and do game time stats. He had students come in and film. He incorporated the whole entire school community into the whole football program. He even had the parents involved with merchandise and concession stands, which most schools do. So he built that culture. So now let's talk about accountability. Every player and every coach was held accountable. As a coach, we not only worked to coach the players, but we were all involved in the film process. We all had our jobs. We were held accountable to how we conducted ourselves on the field. And there was at least one situation where one assistant coach was not conducting himself to Coach Lynch's standards, and he was let go. If we cannot hold the coaches responsible for their conduct, how can we then go to the players and tell them how they should be held accountable and how they should act? There was another situation where preseason, a situation happened when we were away, and there was a lot of colorful words that were being used during the game and the coach addressed the situation and then the next day there was a blue line outside of the locker room and he said when you cross this line there'll be no more cursing and there will be a consequence if it happens and he held them to that standard and the athletic director also held everyone to that high standard. So this was not just from the coach, but he instilled this from himself to the rest of the program. Organization. Every practice was set up and handed out to all the coaches prior to the practice. We met, discussed the program for the day, and made sure that we were on the same page. We then would meet again to go over what happened, what is going to be going on the following day or the following session. And if we needed extra time to go over certain details, then we would move things around to make sure that that happened. Game time, everything was properly set up. There was no surprises because People were held accountable to jobs on the sideline, jobs setting up, and he made sure that this was done so that he and the staff could focus on the game. Humility and confidence. Everyone, including himself, knew our shortcomings, and we had the humility to ask others to help explain or to troubleshoot a problem with a play or a coverage. There were many times where, as I moved up and I became the head JV coach, 
I didn't know certain intricacies of certain plays. So I would go up to the offensive coordinator and I would ask him, you know, in this play, what does the guard do? And they made it easy for me to question this. And they never said, just figure it out. They were like, no problem. Do you want me to come down and help you out? I was like, sure. And they would come down. I never had a situation where they never helped me out. And Coach Lynch was the same with him. He had confidence in himself, but he knew that he needed all the coaches to be his eyes and ears on the field. So coaches would give ideas of what play would work, what they were seeing, and he would take that into consideration. He wouldn't just blow it to the side. He, of course, would make that final decision. And he owned that decision. No matter what, if even if it wasn't his original play and it didn't go well, he didn't point fingers because he knew that the final decision was his and the buck stopped with him. Integrity. Coach Lynch had the utmost integrity, not only for the game itself, but he expected everyone else to act and to have the highest of integrity. Again, there was no cursing allowed. That was also with the coaches. And here's something. Even when we went out, we never went out in the town that our school was in. So many times that's how rumors start. And to uphold the team's integrity and the coach's integrity, it was best just to go to another town. Communication. One thing we did not lack was communication. Not only did we need to communicate with the coaches and the players, he communicated with the trainers, administrators, the parents, officials, and the league itself. Along with this is clarity. He made sure that everyone, all the players were clear on what plays were being called out. He made sure that the coaches were clear on their responsibilities on the sidelines and communicated with each other and with him. He made sure that the trainers communicated with him or with the assistant coaches. And if a trainer said that a player should not be out there, that was gospel. Communication, again, with the administration on what kids are eligible and not eligible, All these things were very clear, and there was no doubt to what was being said, what was being done, and the reasoning behind anything in the organization. So again, why am I talking about this? Because these traits are exactly what a great business leader and business owner needs. To me, Coach Lynch is exactly what a leader needs should be. We spoke about all the different characteristics of building a culture, being accountable, organized, integrity, communication, clarity. All of these things is what we always say a leader needs. And as we know, watching TV, watching college balls, even watching in high school, there are good coaches and bad coaches and good business leaders and bad business leaders. And if you just take a look again at what I think Coach Lynch epitomizes, this is a great starting point 
to learn leadership qualities. So next time you're watching a game on TV or watching your kid play, look at the coach and ask yourself, are they acting the way you really want them to be acting? And would you want that person to be your boss? A lot of times people say, oh, well, football coaches need to be a certain way. Or, oh, baseball coaches, well, that's just the way he coaches. You know what? There is no reason for certain coaches to act the way they do or business owners. But that's another topic for another day. So listeners, I hope this example of leadership helps you to become a better leader. And if you know anybody who this can help, please share this with someone. Again, please subscribe to my podcast. And if you liked what you hear, please email me. Tell me what you thought. Tell me if you have any other ideas for other segments. Once again, my email is eric, E-R-I-C, at com. So that's eric at heycoachrays.com. Again, love to hear from you. Until next time, be that leader. Take care.